0: Suzanne from Sex Advice for Seniors. And I thought today I would record a podcast on my own, which is a first. And yeah, the reason for that is because this week um, was a bit tumultuous, I would say, is a good way to describe it. I'm in an open relationship, and it's not the first time that I've been in an open relationship. I've been with many partners, either as the third person who's not in the primary relationship or the person in the primary relationship who then is sometimes encouraged to go out of that relationship for sex. And sometimes that's with the person there and sometimes that's not. Um, So I've been in all sorts of different sorts of relationships and I understand the challenges when you're not in a typical monogamous relationship. There's a huge amount of communication involved and a huge amount of negotiation to ensure that everybody that's involved in the relationship is on the same page. And as you can appreciate, when you are no longer part of a monogamous couple, but are actually involving other people, It's really important that the other people are also on the same page so that nobody gets hurt. I must say I'm not polyamorous. I don't and can't really imagine being in a situation in which I am actually feeling any sort of emotional attachment to more than one person have difficulty enough as a bit of a commitment phobe, attaching to one person and the very thought of attaching to more than one person is frankly too much for me. So I tend to restrict my sexual activities to people who I don't know and don't really want to know to ensure that the intimacy that I have is mainly just with one person and the other people involved are just people who are just interested in having sex and nothing else. And it may be that that's because they're involved with other people themselves and they're not being particularly honest. That's not my problem. Or they're just people who are single and want sex and may have busy jobs or just people who just want sex and and can't be bothered to actually try and find a relationship in which to have sex and other forms of intimacy. None of this is easy. And my experience, especially this week, which was around opening up the relationship and my partner going off and having sex with somebody else um, and breaking one of my golden rules, which was around using condoms, Um, really triggered me in multiple ways. I suspect I wasn't really completely thinking about how I might be impacted by him going off and doing that because I've gone off and had sex with other people in our relationship and I haven't seen that that's been a big deal. But then again, as I said before, it's been with people that I didn't really know. I haven't seen again. They've just been like one-offs in environments that weren't my home. So there wasn't any intimacy around that and where I live. I wasn't putting myself at risk. And frankly, it was a bit just like scratching an itch. It wasn't tremendously satisfying in any of those experiences. And I didn't want to repeat it. So when it when the shoe was on the other foot, and it wasn't me doing that, but my partner, and it was with somebody that he'd known for a significant period of time, although not in a um, not in an intimate way physically, but certainly there had been some intimacy that occurred online, and there was some conversations and things that I suspect led. Her to think that this might lead to something more substantial, and who knows, it might. I don't. I don't really know. Um, what I know is that it felt significantly different to me from what I do, and it felt significantly different enough that it left me feeling quite uncomfortable about the whole thing. And you know, I'm having to sit with that discomfort and process it, and. I think that's part of what being in relationships that are not monogamous is all about. It is about thinking about all of this sort of stuff and what it means, because when you do it, you move outside the bounds of what is considered, I suppose, normal. And especially if you're doing this with a person for whom it's a completely new experience, what it means For your relationship, is that they're taking the training wheels off, and you're having to kind of walk alongside them on that journey that you've been on multiple times. And you know that it's going to be a bit of a rocky road, and it's probably going to bring up a lot of crap, frankly. And you have to deal with all of that if that's what you decide you want to do in the relationship. I mean, personally, I think that having the Um, the talk about what your expectations are within your relationship is something that we all should be doing regardless of whether or not we're monogamous or or non-monogamous. Because let's face it, everybody goes into a relationship with different expectations. Some people want to keep it fairly light and casual. Other people are looking for a greater level of commitment. Perhaps they're looking for a lifelong partner. Perhaps they're looking for somebody that's going to take over in the role that their previous partner, wife, mother, whatever, um, did. Not their mother, but frankly, lots of older men I think are just looking for another mother. But you know, they're they're looking for different things. So having that chat about your expectations and what they are in your relationship, especially if you're going into a new relationship, is really important because if you're not clear, and let's face it many of us are not clear when we start. We we think we want something and then we end up with something completely different. And sometimes that's okay. And we're willing to make those compromises about those things that we thought we wanted and we're not getting. And sometimes things reach ahead in a relationship where the expectations that you have around what you want and what you're getting are just so vastly different that there's no other choice, but to just split up. And I suspect that part of the opening up of the relationship is about seeing if there's some degree of compromise that you can make so that you get some of your needs met outside the relationship. And it doesn't have to be sexual. I mean, in my case, sometimes I like doing really nice things that I know my partner just can't afford to do. So, you know, sitting in a good seat in the theater or going to a very expensive restaurant or traveling someplace nice for a weekend or just doing, um, yeah, just doing kind of luxury things that I know are not really achievable because of their financial constraints. So, you know, sometimes the opening up isn't really about about sex. It's just about getting your needs met by other people who are happy to accompany you to those sorts of activities that your partner just isn't interested in. I mean, my mother, for instance, has a whole rota of people, not not men, but women that she attends loads of functions with because my father just isn't interested in that sort of stuff. And similarly, we can find all sorts of different relationships that meet our expectations, that allow our primary relationship to remain intact. But when it comes to sex, of course, things get a little bit more challenging because sex in itself is so intimate. It it exposes you in a way, um, reveals your vulnerabilities, things about yourself that very few people other than your partner will know. And by revealing those things to another, you're letting them enter this intimate world that previously was restricted to just the two of you. And of course, when that happens, you you have to accept that um, somebody else aside from your primary partner is going to suddenly know things about your partner that only you previously knew, or of course his or her previous partners. So how you deal with that and how you have those conversations is becomes really, really important. And in my experience, some, when you're, when you're with a person who is not all of that experienced in this area of course it's easy for them to overstep boundaries and not realize how significant those boundaries were because you've been down the road in previously and you know that for instance safety for me isn't just about safe sex it's also about having a certain level of intimacy with your partner that the other person that is going to be having sex with your partner wasn't isn't able to have so For me, and I know it's just a psychological thing, using condoms isn't just about making sure that we're all safe, but also about acknowledging that having unsafe sex or unprotected sex is just restricted to the one person that you're intimate with and not everybody else um, that has access um, to his dick. And I I think that's a fair request myself. But, you know, I can understand that if you're a first timer with all of this kind of stuff, you might not understand the significance of that. Similarly, I don't have sex with my friends and or anybody that's related to my friends. I don't have sex within the inner circle that is my friends because I don't want to share that intimacy with other people that I'm going to potentially meet at a party. I just don't want to. That's, that's again, that's my thing. I'm very much about keeping my sexual activities separate from my friendship groups and any sort of interactions that I have on a day-to-day basis because I just think it gets messy. I think that the potential for situations to get really quite ugly, is very high. And I don't want to put myself at risk of falling out with any of my friends because of something that I did sexually with, with people that we all know. Um, And that's just my thing. And I understand that as a woman, I'm in a far more privileged position to be able to have sex with men because, let's face it, most men will have sex with a woman if they are enthusiastic and show willingness. And they will often disregard criteria that they have set previously about the kinds of people that they want to have sex with, who they're going to have sex with you know, all sorts of things if the opportunity is there to have sex. And my my experience is that typically women are a bit more discriminating, but then again, we can afford to be because we have more opportunity to have sex. More men want to have sex with us for the reasons just mentioned. And we can just pick and choose who we want to have sex with. So if we don't want to have sex with anybody that we know, it's pretty easy to find somebody that will have sex with us. And that makes the whole situation for me much easier when you're yeah, when you're involving others that are known by, you know, friends, then the whole thing just becomes a lot more complex. And for me, of course, it, it also just brings up a lot of just a lot of stuff that I didn't that I didn't expect to feel, which is around, you know, around around having this level of intimacy with people that you've known for quite a while. Um, Again, what their expectation is around all of this and how you manage all of that. Because I want to keep my life as kind of stress and drama free as possible and bringing in other people into the relationship that are, you know, friends of friends means that the potential for more drama has increased. And I know that, again, if you're a guy and you have a possibility of having sex with somebody, I completely appreciate that you're not thinking rationally, you're not thinking intellectually, you're not thinking about any of these things. You're just thinking about the fact that you're going to get laid. And I have to respect a man as well that I'm in a relationship with if he shares with me, um, you know, and is honest about what's happened because I think at least I'm owed that. But of course, you know, when you do reveal that, Degree of you know get to that level of honesty, which I do think is absolutely integral to all this opening out a relationship stuff. Then you have to deal with all the feelings that come from come from doing that, and it's not always great. It may cause um, problems and challenges within your relationship. It may cause you to rethink what opening up means for both of you. It may cause you to rethink your primary relationship and whether it's actually meeting the expectations that you have for a relationship. It may cause you to reflect upon your own behavior and not being clear enough about your own boundaries. um, And also just generally about you know about the high level of communication that's needs to go on in this circumstance and whether whether you've done enough to make it clear to everybody that's involved what what this means for for everybody and so yeah i think you know for me this has been a really steep learning curve in in my own boundaries, in how I understand and want to move forward in the relationship, in what my own expectations are and whether or not they're being met. And in potentially how this other person that's now been involved feels about the whole thing, who, of course, I have no, um, I've got no relationship with them. I don't know them personally. So I'm not able to, you know, I'm, I'm sort of just... Um, imagining a lot of stuff that, of course, may not really be going on. And of course, that's the other thing, because when you are in a sort of threesome, if you like, um, you don't know what's going on with the other people. And, you know, when I reflect upon some of the other relationships that I've been on where I've been the third person, I made all sorts of assumptions about the primary partner in that relationship, the other woman who wasn't me. And just based on what I'd been told. So, you know, whether I'd been told that, they, you know, they didn't like this sort of sexual activity and that's why this guy was going off and seeking it from somebody like me, Or, you know, they were unhappy in their marriage. And I'm sure that, you know, lots of women have heard that, that have been in relationships with married people that, you know, oh, it's just not happening. My wife doesn't like to have sex with me anymore, or she's got some sort of disability or whatever. I mean, look, we imagine all sorts of things that go on um, when we're the third person. But of course, when you're the person in the primary relationship all of that stuff becomes very real because you are aware of this other person you are aware of this stuff that's happened and unless your partner is going to give you the the blow by blow details about that honestly you only can imagine what went on and of course your imagination goes to you know to some some dark places sometimes around all of that with when it comes to, you know, your partner having sex with other people. So you know, in my situation, this the sex that I have had with other people, as I've said before, has been really on a scale of one to ten, about a three and that's being and that's get, being generous in how I've viewed it. I haven't I haven't met anybody while we've been together that I would see again, that I have any feelings about, and that, you know, that I've wanted to um, re-engage with in any way. So it's just been this sort of one-off thing. They haven't known anybody. They haven't, you know, they haven't, like I said before, been part of my friendship circle. So it hasn't really affected our relationship very much because it's been so inconsequential. But in this particular situation, I don't know. It just feels more consequential. And yeah, for me, I'm using this little podcast as an opportunity to, (laughs) for my own self-reflection and my own therapy and my own acknowledgement that none of this stuff is particularly easy. And if I want to be the liberated and free-thinking and non-monogamous person that I think I want to be, then i have to deal with it and i have to reflect upon it and i have to communicate my own you know feelings around all of this kind of stuff because it's it's not that easy and yeah. And I think for a lot of people that may be contemplating this opening up of the relationship or have any experience of it, I'm really keen to hear your thoughts. Cause, you know, like I said, I'm not poly. I don't do the multiple lovers thing. I don't want to fall in love with more than one person. And I really think that that's incredibly difficult. And You know, I know people that are in that situation, and I know from you know being around them and speaking to them for uh, for many many years around all of this just how challenging it can be. But even when you just want to be in a non monogamous relationship, you know, ethical non monogamy is a big term at the moment around all of this. It does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of communication. It takes a lot of talking through things. It takes a lot of acknowledgement of one's own deficiencies and around the amount of time it takes to process some of the stuff that goes on when when one or the other person within the relationship steps outside of the monogamous relationship that you've kind of you've kind of had but ne- but with the you know with the freedom to do to do other stuff so it does take you know it takes a lot of effort And yeah, it takes a lot of talking and just takes a lot of thinking about how you move forward when some of the trust that you've had between each other has been broken and you have to then figure out how it's going to be repaired. And also how this other person that's now involved is going to move forward with their own life, which of course has got nothing to do with me whatsoever. But of course, I am curious to know now that there is this other person around, you know, what what, or how um, she is now involved in the relationship and, you know, what this means for all of us. So I think... You know, I hope this has been really helpful to you. It's been very helpful to me. (laughs) I really like talking about this to myself because yeah, it just gets a lot of stuff off my chest. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who probably think this is a very brave thing to do, or would never even contemplate doing this sort of thing. And I think it is a very brave thing to do. But I know for me, I'm really crap at monogamy. I'm just not very good at it. I've never been very good at it. And so I have to swallow the bitter pill, which is that if I'm with somebody that is also not very good at it, um, we have to work out how between the two of us, we get our expectations and our needs met while not upsetting, hurting or disappointing each other. So that's it from me. A little bit of a shorter episode this time, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I suspect that many people have thoughts or have some um, questions around all of this and around how you make it work or not. I would love to hear how you think about it because I think it's, you know, it's an endlessly interesting conversation. And one of the things, of course, about being older is that Without having kids anymore around in the house, without the need to procreate, we are able to design relationships now in the way that we want, and they don't have to fall back on the kind of familiar traditional relationships that many of us have had. Whether it's you know having kids, bringing them up, being in in long term monogamous relationships, we don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. But if we choose to do things that aren't that then we have to acknowledge that there's going. To, it's going to be a bit of a rocky road because we're going to be learning something new. We're going to be learning something new about how we actually manage these sorts of more complex relationships and also how we deal with the emotional fallout that sometimes comes from being in these non-traditional relationships where you're having to set rules because the rules aren't inherently set and um, and how you do that between yourselves and be clear about them so that the other person understands what these rules mean and how important they are to you. Um, and that's, you know, for me, that is, that's the biggie, the big lesson that I learned is that, you know, rules are important to me and if you break them, then, you know, you really have to work hard to come back from that and to move forward in your relationship if that's what you want to do so goodbye and see you next week for another episode of sex advice for seniors